Chapter 8, verses 52 through 59. Of Catina Aria, Commentary in the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers. Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sibervox recording is in the public domain. Verses 52 through 56. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead, whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Gregory. As it is necessary that the good should grow better by contumely, so are the retrobate made worse by kindness. On hearing our Lord's words, the Jews again blaspheme. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know thou hast a devil. Origen. Those who believe the Holy Scriptures understand that what men do contrary to right reason is not done without the operation of devils. Thus the Jews thought that Jesus had spoken by the influence of the devil, when he said, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. In this idea they labored under, because they did not know the power of God. For here he was speaking of that death of enmity to reason by which sinners perish, whereas they understand him of that death which is common to all, and therefore blame him for so speaking, when it was certain that Abraham and the prophets were dead. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Shall never taste of death, they say, instead of shall not see death, though between tasting and seeing death there is a difference. Like careless hearers, they mistake what our Lord said. For as our Lord, in that he is the true bread, is good to taste, in that he is wisdom, is beautiful to behold. In like manner, his adversary, death, is both to be tasted and seen. When a man stands by Christ's help in the spiritual place pointed out to him, he shall not taste of death if he preserves that state. According to Matthew, there be those standing here which shall not taste of death. But when a man hears Christ's words and keeps them, he shall not see death. Chrysostom. Again they have recourse to the vainglorious argument of their descent. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? They might have said, Art thou greater than God, whose words they are dead who hear? But they do not say this, because they thought him inferior even to Abraham. Origin, for they do not see that not Abraham only, but every one born of woman, is less than he who is born of a virgin. Now were the Jews right in saying that Abraham was dead, for he heard the words of Christ and kept it, as did also the prophets, who they say were dead. For they kept the word of the Son of God, when the word of the Lord came to Hosea, Isaiah, or Jeremiah. If anyone else kept the word, surely those prophets did. 
they utter a lie when they say we know that thou hast a devil and when they say abraham is dead and the prophets gregory for being given over to eternal death which death they saw not and thinking only as they did of the death of the body their minds being darkened even while the truth himself was speaking they add whom makest thou thyself theophylact as if to say thou a person of no account a carpenter's son of galilee to take glory to thyself bede whom makest thou thyself i e of what merit of what dignity wouldst thou be accounted nevertheless abraham only died in the body his soul lived and the death of the soul which is to live for ever is greater than the death of the body that must die sometime origin this was the speech of persons spiritually blind for jesus did not make himself what he was but received it from the father jesus answered and said if i honor myself my honor is nothing chrysostom this is to answer their suspicions as above if i bear witness of myself my witness is not true bede he shows in these words that the glory of this present life is nothing augustine this is to answer those who said whom makest thou thyself he refers his glory to the father from whom he is it is my father that honoureth me the arians take occasion from these words to culminate our faith and say lo the father is greater for he glorifieth the son heretics have ye not read that the son also glorifieth the father alcuin the father glorified the son at his baptism on the mount at the time of his passion when a voice came to him in the midst of the crowd when he raised him up again after his passion and placed him at the right hand of his majesty chrysostom he adds of whom ye say that he is your god meaning to tell them that they were not only ignorant of the father but even of god theophylact for had they known the father really they would have reverenced the son but they even despised god who in the law forbade murder by their clamors against christ wherefore he says ye have not known him alcuin as if to say you call him your god after a carnal manner serving him for temporal rewards ye have not known him as he should be known ye are not able to serve him spiritually augustine some heretics say that the god proclaimed in the old testament is not the father of christ but a kind of prince of bad angels these he contradicts when he calls him his father whom the jews called their god and knew not for had they known him they would have received his son of himself however he adds but i know him and here too to men judging after the flesh he might appear arrogant but let not arrogance be so guarded against itself as that truth be deserted therefore our lord says and if i should say i know him not i should be a liar like unto you chrysostom as if to say as ye saying that ye know him lie so were i a liar did i say i knew him not it follows however which is the greatest proof of all that he was sent from god but i know him theophylact having that knowledge by nature for as i am so is the father also 
I know myself, and therefore I know him. And he gives the proof that he knows him, and I keep his saying, i.e. his commandments. Some understand I keep his saying to mean I keep the nature of his substance unchanged, for the substance of the Father and the Son is the same, as their nature is the same. Therefore I know the Father, and here has the force of because. I know him because I keep his saying. Augustine, he spoke the saying of the Father too, as being the Son, and he was himself that word of the Father which he spoke to men. Chrysostom, in answer then to their question, Art thou greater than our father Abraham? He shows them that he is greater than Abraham. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. He must have rejoiced because my day would benefit him, which is to acknowledge me greater than himself. Theophylact, as if to say he regarded my day as a day to be desired and full of joy not as if I was an unimportant or common person. Augustine, he did not fear, but rejoiced to see. He rejoiced in hope, believing, and so by faith saw. He admits of doubt whether he is speaking here of the temporal day of the Lord, that viz. of his coming in the flesh, or of that day which knows neither rising or setting. I doubt not, however, that our father Abraham knew the whole, as he says to his servant whom he sent, Put thy hand under my thigh, and swear to me by the God of heaven. What did that oath signify, but that the God of heaven was to come in the flesh, out of the stock of Abraham? Gregory, Abraham saw the day of the Lord, even then, when he entertained the three angels, a figure of the Trinity, Chrysostom, they are aliens from Abraham if they grieve over what he rejoiced in. By this day, perhaps he means the day of the cross, which Abraham prefigured by the offering up of Isaac and the ram, intimating hereby that he did not come to his passion unwillingly. Augustine, if they rejoiced to whom the word appeared in the flesh, what was his joy, who beheld in spiritual vision the light ineffable, the abiding word, the bright illumination of pious souls, the indefectible wisdom, still abiding with God the Father, and sometime to come in the flesh, but not to leave the Father's bosom. Verses 57 through 59. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Gregory, the carnal minds of the Jews are intent on the flesh only. They think only of his age in the flesh. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? That is to say, Many ages have passed since Abraham died, and how then could he see thy day? For they took his words in a carnal sense. Theophylact. Christ was then thirty-three years old. Why then do they not say, Thou art not yet forty years old, instead of fifty? A needless question this. They simply spoke as chance led them at the time. 
Some, however, say that they mentioned the 50th year on account of its sacred character as being the year of the Jubilee, in which they redeemed their captives and gave up the possessions they had bought. Gregory, our Savior mildly draws them away from their carnal view to the contemplation of his divinity. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before is a particle of past time, am of present. Divinity has no past or future, but always the present. And therefore he does not say, Before Abraham was, I was. But before Abraham was, I am. As it is in Exodus, I am that I am. Before and after it might be said of Abraham with reference to different periods of his life. To be in the present is said of the truth only. Augustine. Abraham being a creature, he did not say before Abraham was, but before Abraham was made. Nor does he say, I am made, because that in the beginning was the word. Gregory. Their unbelieving minds, however, were unable to support these indications of eternity, and not understanding him sought to destroy him. Then they took up stones to cast at him. Augustine, such hardness of heart, whither was it to run, but to its truest likeness, even the stones. But now that he had done all that he could do as a teacher, and they in turn wished to stone him, since they could not bear correction, he leaves them. Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. He did not hide himself in a corner of the temple, as if he was afraid, or take refuge in a house, or run behind a wall or a pillar, but by his heavenly power, making himself invisible to his enemies, went through the midst of them. Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Gregory, who, had he chosen to exert the power of his divinity, could without a word, by his mere nod, have seized them with the very stones in their hand, and delivered them to immediate death. But he who came to suffer was slow to execute judgment. Augustine, for his part, was more to exhibit patience than exercise power. Alcune, he fled because his hour was not yet come, and because he had not chosen this kind of death. Augustine, so then as a man he flies from the stones, but woe to them from whose stony hearts God flies. Bede, mystically a man throws a stone at Jesus, as often as he harbors an evil thought, and if he follows it up, so far as lies in him, he kills Jesus. Gregory, what does our Lord mean by hiding himself, but that the truth is hidden to them who despise his words? The truth flies the company of an unhumbled soul. His example shows us that we should in all humility rather retreat from the wrath of the proud when it rises than resist it, even though we might be able. End of chapter 8